poodle. Is someone at the door? It's Southern Charm. Michael, it's time for my medicine. Come and listen to a podcast hosted by some queens. Talking about folks living way above their means. They all live in Charleston where the booze is always flowing. And we know too much about them all because of Andy Cohen. Bravo, that is Southern Charm. Sweet tea. Well, Cameron is the sweetest, and Austin is a tool. Shep can be a jerk, but Chelsea's really cool. Craig is playing lawyer, Eliza's playing games. There's a lot of other blonde girls. We forget their names. Madison, Heather Lynn, Skimbleshanks. It's Sweet Tea, the unauthorized Southern Charm podcast. I think... I think it's good that you're not hearing yourself. Maybe that's good for a change. I'll miss it. It's fine. I'll miss it. Y'all, we're recording. We're doing... Welcome to the show, are we everybody. Recording? We are recording. Hello, everyone. We are... Reco- I'm rem- I am coming from a secure location in a bunker in South Carolina. <laughs> and y'all, I we're doing this... With my three-year-old nephew at my house. Well, we're doing this through Skype, and there's a giant bear behind Poodle in the background, <laughs> and it looks like he's in a log fucking cabin. That's some country shit. <laughs> Why is there I a huge you, bear? My family, my family has trophies. Your father shot a bit. Did he shoot it up through the nose like Shep's father? I don't believe so. Uh, this was killed in Canada, I believe, where they actually they have grizzly hunting. Are you the gay I don't know. version I don't of ask Shep? A lot of noise. What? Are you the gay Shep? Maybe. Actually, I can't hear you of... when you talk over me. <laughs> well, that's part of Skype is we're going to have to listen to each other more. Me and I'll take that note too. I, that's great. As long as when I'm talking, you don't talk over me. <laughs> that's part of it. I talk after you finish talking. That's called conversation. Maybe I'll this have will to get be... you a book on it. Well, maybe this will be good because I've had... Uh, Johanna Blakely said, I love your show, except when Poodle interrupts you. Oh, no. <laughs> she did say that. <laughs> you interrupt me all the time. I don't think we should ask our sissy squad because I don't think you'll like the answer. You know what? I'm going to listen. I don't believe that. <laughs> you know what? I'm imagining literally that dog that someone posted wearing a scarf right now with sunglasses drinking a martini. <laughs> That's appropriate. Although, I, like I said, I, my eight-year-old, not eight-year-old, my three-year-old nephew has been here since 8 a.m. And he's been around me and, and, and requesting attention for about five hours. So this is my first time free. God bless. I had to say, I, I, there, you interrupted me. No, I thought you were done. Uh, I had to ask permission to go take a, a crap. And anyway, about 200 or 500 mothers that listen to our show just yelled same in their car. <laughs> they sh- and, and, and I respect them. I respect them for that. This show is for the mothers today out there. We appreciate you. <laughs> in fact, I have already some choice tidbits from my mother. Um, uh, I should share them. I, we're, I never just talk about the show, but my mother has already said two quote unquotables uh, this morning. Um, she was trying to get my, she taught my uh, nephew to say the Lord's Prayer. Um, and he can say it all at three and a half. Um, and he, she was trying to get him to show me. And she was like, all right, uh, here we're having breakfast. We're going to have biscuits for breakfast. And she's like, show Uncle Jake how you can say the Lord's Prayer. And he's like, shook his head, no. She's like, he said Lord's Prayer, you don't get a biscuit. <laughs> 
Did he say it? He kind of looked looked at her like that, and I'm like, no. Get, and I just put a biscuit on his plate. <laughs> I, w- I was over it. You're trying to, uh, to, to, to diffuse the trauma that you had. I am trying to diffuse it. <laughs> Said the Lord's Prayer, you don't get a biscuit. Were these your mama's homemade biscuits? Yes. I bet they were good. I, they, I, to be honest, they, they're, they're worth saying the Lord's Prayer for. Um, <laughs> uh, also, the, the second one was... Um, we were uh, kind of playing with uh, um, Transformers. And I said, where are all the blocks that they used to have? And he looked at me and said, BB gave them away. And I went, what? She's like, she told me that if we couldn't pick them up, that they were going to give them away to a child who could pick them up. And she (laughs) did. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! And I and I asked her. She's like, ah, he was getting too old for them anyway. <laughs> Boy, yeah. This, this is a woman who follows through on her threats, y'all. <laughs> Even to three year olds. <laughs> Even to three year olds. Wow. She's like, yep, gave him away. I took him to Goodwill. I'll say it again. But my, oh, go ahead. My favorite part was her saying, um. Uh, I gave them away to some child who would pick them up. <laughs> yeah, she, she that's just, just a sneak peek into my childhood, y'all. She just could have said, "You know what? You're too old for these. Let's do. Let's get rid of these toys, and we'll get something else. It's time yeah, to move on." She, she could have said that. She could totally could have said that. Totally could have said that. You know, yep. meet someone's mother, and you'll respect the person they are now because you realize where they came from. It's true. It's true. Like I, I, I respect, uh, now I know why you're so babied because of your mother. Cause your mother babies you. Cause I met her. She just loves me. <laughs> your mother spoiled you. Well, I was a good child. Well, I was a good child too. Let's be I honest. I had to be if I wanted to get anything. Let's be honest. We were both brats. <laughs> Uh, I was okay. I just, I was very willful. There's a difference between a willful child and a spoiled child. Yeah, I agree. Anyway. We were both willful. Well, let's, let's jump into let's this. Jump into the show. Let's jump into the let's show. Let's jump into this show, everybody. Let's talk about, well, first of all, what was your, just kind of this finale, what was your just kind of overall thoughts about it, this reunion? I was, I, I uh, the whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth. Like a Saturday night when you wake up and you've got done God knows what the night before. Um, yeah. Uh, smells a little, tastes a little like Clorox. Cool, if you know like what Clorox I mean. Clorox and maybe some cherry mm. lube. <laughs> no, the cherry stuff is a bad idea. <laughs> um, I like my original. Um, so these people don't like each other. You know what? Um, yeah, that's what my thought too. When ended, I thought they're just done with one another. Yeah, even Cam by the end, everyone was sitting there like they had PTSD at the end. Catherine's just sitting there, touching and petting her hair the whole episode, trying because to everyone was kind of, <laughs> She was. She was self soothing. She was. She was just trying to get get through it all because she knew there'd be questions about her and her watch what happened live appearance and. And the fact that and just a couple minutes ago, she said she was drinking. And it was obvious she was drinking, y'all. It was obvious. 
And even though she said she wasn't, she probably had to be on live television or not live television, but on television to say she had been. Of course. I also kind of thought, I never thought about it this way, but I did think in one way they kind of ganged up on Captain, but in one way too, I think it is important to realize that these people, and some of them probably aren't even Catherine's friends, have been lying for her for like six months because they know that she's been using and they haven't been saying anything because they're also, um, they're also horrified to say anything for her. But also I just read in the news that Patricia was saying that the reason Whitney didn't talk about sleeping with Catherine on TV is that he, they're all terrified of being drug into this Thomas Ravenel because he's using anything yep. he can get. And also, Kath, and they, even Shep said, Shep said, you don't realize how much all of us have been taking care of you. You don't know. Um, I agree. And I'm sure that's true. And you're right about the lawsuit thing. Uh, even, even Catherine said that Thomas is watching now, and everything here says is going to get put on the put in the lawsuit. And you and now, what is that going to? That's that's like a reality TV killer. <laughs> Every, it that is, is the worst <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> that is the worst thing to kill reality TV. That everything they will all, and can be used against. They all you. just clam up. Ooh. No, that was that was that was I. I I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there'll be, he will try to make them come back for another season. I don't know if Cameron will do it. I don't know if, uh, I doubt very seriously Chelsea would do it. Um, uh, I, Naomi might not. They don't like each other. Uh, well, I wonder how contracts work for this, because usually for scripted shows, like you get a first season, and then if the first season goes well, then they'll sign you on for like two to five five or two to six. And so usually season six or season seven are when you renegotiate contracts. So I'm wondering if that's up for them now, or because I I agree with you. Season six. I feel like next season is going to be the last. That's what I feel like. I think it will be the last one. Ugh. Well, I just hope Ugh, they need they they all need some kind of like group therapy. They all need to figure out, and they tried to do a little bit at the end with Shep, which we'll talk about. But ugh, um, yeah. Um, uh, one of my AfterBuzz colleagues, Maite, she said she happened to just watch while she was getting ready. It was on TV, the reunion from last year, and she said she encouraged people. She said if you go and watch just ten minutes of that, you can totally see the difference that they're having fun. And they kind of like are excited. And this is just, they're all so depressed this time. Yeah, they just don't really seem like they're excited about being in each other's company. Exactly. Um, Like Naomi was sitting over there on the far end, just looking scared the whole time. Everybody thinks she's going to be out next season. I agree. I, well, she has no reason to be. I mean, she doesn't spend a, t- a lot of time with the people. She was brought in because of Craig, and they're not together anymore. She has a whole life. He's trying to put his life back together. So I, I think she's gone. I agree. Well, I enjoy your company, Poodle Boudreaux. I'm glad I'm here with you. Anyway, let's talk about the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I do, real quick, what do you think about, I do think that, you know, I get it. Catherine's struggling with addiction, and I don't think any of them, you know, we've talked about in the news that there's Catherine's home was being watched for like, I mean, literally uh, 24-7 by people with Thomas and, you know, Madison's having to watch her kids because a lot of people don't know, but if you listen to that Casey Kate or Kate Casey interview this week with Madison, you'll hear that Madison, oh. 
which is great, everybody. Highly recommend The Reality it Life. so good. It was very good. Madison Talks. And, but that's the one with Danny. But if you listen to one from several weeks ago with Madison, Madison talks about knowing Thomas. And, of course, like Thomas hitting on her years ago and her not being into it. But they've been friends for a long time. So, um, you know, so Madison's approved to watch her kid and all this bullshit. But what do you feel about Danny's statement? Do you feel like Danny was right in saying, Catherine, I just want you to text me and not go MIA, that I feel like that's appropriate to ask of you. Whereas oh. Catherine was saying, you don't kind of understand what I'm going through. What do you think? Are we there? I, that's fine. I, I can talk about that. I also wanted to say, if you haven't listened to the Danny uh, Kate Casey interview, you need to get on that because that is some hot, piping hot tea. I about, retweeted it this week. About Madison. And if, if you're a Madison lover... You might take a few steps back after yeah, that. I interview. did, and y'all know I loved her, but I took. I was like, "Woo!" Um, I just think she's she's an opportunist. She's in it for herself. Um, speaking of, before we jump into this, and we'll talk about sure. Catherine and and that. Uh, Danny's pantsuit was spectacular. It's my favorite thing. I agree. I know you brought it up last uh, episode, and I said you can't do that because it's not the episode yet. So that's why I was I agree with you for that. I thought Madison looked like she was an extra from American Psycho. It looked like so late 80s, early 90s. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was pretty. And of course, her hair looked flawless. I will say that Danny is my best look of the reunion. And definitely Eliza looks like she's going to brunch. Oh, she looked terrible. Um, that dress was bad. Her makeup was bad. Uh, I will say her, she finally got some good, they must've rated the housewives extension trove. Uh, cause she finally got some good extensions. Y'all. And that's probably all we're going to say about Eliza. Cause who fucking cares? She was there for 10 minutes and then Andy went, thank you, Eliza. <laughs> thank you, Eliza. Like you are dismissed. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> She will definitely not be on next season. Um, I, no, no, she's no. They they've sent a hitman to kill her, so she won't. <laughs> Basically, that was bad. By the way, uh, I will say I don't normally love Andy Cohen because you know I'm Team Kathy Griffin, and he was a shit about all that. But I will say I've enjoyed him this reunion because he has been he has been to the point and not letting any of them get away with shit. This I reunion. agree. He's been very probing. He's been very like uh, sure, he's been he very probes a lot. I bet he probes he, a yeah. lot. He's been very investigative. Um, I like it when at one point that there was like an off camera thing, or uh, and he was like on his phone. He wasn't even talking to them. He was just like, oh god, like, I'm checking my scruff. He was he was he had get he was he was t- texting his dealer. Yeah. For when he gets home. Because I guarantee you someone's watching his kid tonight. He's got like four nannies. He's probably only like a daddy for about four hours of the day. Maybe. How else could he be? He's busy. Yeah. How else could he be? Or maybe he's on, maybe they have an app that's called like 420 and dicks. Or it's just where you (laughs) just like suck dick and they blow pot in your face. Because you know that's all he wants. I'd I'd invest in that app. (laughs) Um, Going back. Going back to Catherine, um, and when she said and texting, uh, uh, that was an interesting episode in the uh, in the season. I thought because 
we didn't know what, cause as soon as Danny, who's got this really strong mothering instinct, as soon as, uh, which is kind of to her detriment. Um, but as soon as, uh, Catherine is away, Danny immediately thinks, oh, she's relapsed or, oh, she's, I don't know where she is. I'm worried about her, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I understand that completely. Catherine's excuse, it goes back to hold the whole male thing with Craig. It's the anxiety of seeing a thousand texts pile up and not having the kind of headspace or emotional space to answer it. And I kind of understand it. But at the same time, it is your best friend. Um, but I can understand. You, you, you heard what uh, she said about you keep seeing text after text. And she's like, I assume it's something about Thomas or some other bad news. So I get it. I get it. It's also like one of the uh, one of like a big thing in working with people struggling with addiction is taking responsibility, not for yourself, but also how you affect others. And that's Mm. more of a, of a ladder step because at first you're really just focusing on yourself. Um, So I feel like, I don't know exactly where Catherine is, but I feel like she probably should be and could be getting more to that extra step of knowing that. And I think she does that in some ways. Like when Catherine totally texted um, Madison and said, Oh, I'm not going with y'all. And like, she realized how that affected Danny. I, I think asking for a text isn't that big a deal, but I do agree with you that I guarantee, mainly because y'all, I am Danny. Probably more than anybody on this you show. You are. I am Danny. And I am a, not my own parents, but I am a, a child of a child of an alcoholic because my grandfather was. And I guarantee you that addiction has been in Danny's family, whether it was her parents or grandparents or aunt or Agreed. uncle. Because that, that mentality, I get it too. Hell, I do it with you. I still think, I still think that a part of me thinks if I don't take care of you, you'll fall into a coma and die again, almost. That's <laughs> okay. Gonna, that's going to be with me for the rest of my life and knowing you. That I, I don't know if you guys have been watching for a while. I did go into a coma <laughs> from the flu. <laughs> and it wasn't even my fault, but yet I have a part of me that feels like if you get a cold... I get anxious and tighten my chest and I think about it in the back of my head. Well, I appreciate it. Well, I'm not saying it's healthy. It's fucked up. It is, but that's okay. But anyway, so I I can see both sides. So now, okay, I guess moving on to Catherine, um, what else stuck up for you next? Um, uh, Let's talk about the fact that they are, that she is hanging out with Madison. Um... Sure. And and she's tried to downplay that. I can't believe that Madison would be the only person to watch Catherine's children. I, I that was that was just something that kept coming up for me. I, I know her mom we don't passed. Know everything. But I think we don't know everything. Maybe you know because um you know, I, I know my friends you know uh, Jess uh, and Kayla they've adopted that son and you know the only person by court laws the only person that can watch their child until their child is fully adopted is her mother. And that's the only person that's been approved and that's it. And if they find out anybody else has had the baby, they will take that kid from them. So um, it's very strict about, and also you got to think Catherine has, you know, again, people have been watching her for 24 seven, literally Thomas is spying on her and she knows that. So um, I think Madison is just a family friend and probably it's just been, thank God now we're talking about this after we know Catherine has gotten joint custody. She's kind of over this nightmare. Right. I think I think that, like you said, I think you really hit the head on it. I think they all were really reacting to, reacting to 
not being pulled into this Thomas Ravenel Catherine drama. And I think next season could potentially be a much lighter, um, freer season for all of them. Uh, yeah. If if the custody case is already done, it is. Which done. It might not. Oh, full on. Yeah, but, she got joint custody like two weeks ago. It's done. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, well, they should have been fine when they filmed that reunion, or maybe it hadn't been. No, done that yet. it hadn't been. The reunion was okay, about a month ago. That's when Danny texted me, and it was just like two weeks ago where she got. I see. Um. Well, my thing is, you have someone who's your best friend. Danny is Catherine's best friend, supposedly. Um, and the only person you choose to watch your child is someone who has literally dragged your best friend's reputation through the mud. It's rough. I, that I is just, rough. I agree. <sighs> I just, I see it and I go, uh, was there no one else? Um, I don't, and I feel like, is there some part of Catherine that kind of is slightly amused by that? That kind of knows she's sticking it to Danny? That's what I, you know, because we all have weird under under the skin things about ourselves. I and I'll go ahead. That's it. That's it. I don't feel like it's a, a, a manipulative or um, a, a hurtful instinct with Catherine. I actually don't think she has. Catherine's not meditative, premeditated like that. Catherine's reactive normally in her past when she's yeah. kind of angry. So for me, it's more probably a more of a self-sabotage probably instinct of it makes better sense. that I'm going to fuck this up because I've tra- I know I've treated this person Danny like crap and she's been here for me. So I need to give a reason for me to be bad, for me to be shitty, for me to be. And then it makes sense. Um, yeah, that's, 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 that's good. I like that. Y'all we're going deep today. We're like, we're like poodles Latino top on a Friday morning. <laughs> early too uh, early on early poppy poppy you like it <laughs> they, i they never call me poppy i don't allow it i uh, stopped that shit right away and you've never called them poppy maybe <laughs> um we should move on to yeah we should move on um, eliza 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 um There's not that much to say. (laughs) I'm going to talk about something controversial that I think a lot of recaps, other Southern Charm recaps are going to miss. What the fuck was up with those bangly bracelets the whole goddamn time? Who wears 20 bracelets when you know you're going to be on sound? Hello? What's beeping? Hello? Well, apologies, but we do appear to be having some issues. We're working on them, and we hope to return to the studio as soon as possible. All right, Lord help. Lord help y'all. We are we started recording again because y'all the the, the power in my parents' house went off. The power's off. It's a sunny day, y'all. Just this this is life in the country. The problem life, it's it's beautiful today. Did probably a, a deer did a deer like eat a, a wire like a or something? 
Somewhere, somebody's uh, having some venison tonight. T-Bob, uh, DJ Doug from 90 Day Fiance is going to say, hey, we found, some, we found a deer. Cletus wanted to set up his moonshine still, and it didn't, and he wanted to make sure no one could find him. So he sabotaged the Transformer. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, I'm using my phone as a hotspot, so we're doing what we can, y'all. We're doing what we Hopefully can, Hopefully my y'all. phone doesn't going to go bad. Sounds good. Well, let's just say... Um, Y'all, um, I, um, well, what's that going to, oh. Something about something controversial. Something controversial that I wanted to say is, why was Eliza wearing all those fucking bracelets that made so much noise? <laughs> I commented on them too. I, I said it sounds like a witch doctor is in, on stage. <laughs> I don't really have much to say for her, except for she literally started crying about something that was, Yes, sad and traumatic, but in the scope of what everybody else was dealing with, was nothing. And she's had a couple years to process. She's had some time to process it. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like it's not its not about her, but she's also taking on her father's shame, which I find really sad. Yes. Um, and thats it's very Southern, and I just... I just don't have a lot of sympathy for it. And I don't think a lot of viewers do either. No. What did um, you think about her? Compared to Go ahead. Something about being a Limehouse. <laughs> I think someone on the Sissy Squad put up, she thinks that Limehouse is the same thing as Kennedy, and it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, well, it's not. Um, well, it's not. Do you think she, what did you think about her still sticking by Thomas? Um, I was pretty grossed out by it. She could have said it in a way that was when they said, she's like, you know, it'll always be that way between our, between our families. And that's a very Southern line to toe. She could have said, well, she's just, he's disrespected almost everyone up here on the panel and, uh, and also done horrible things. Um, I, I, I don't know how I feel right now. She could have said something as easily as that, but she she instead took the easiest way out. I was kind of grossed out by it. Ugh. Again, yeah. that doesn't change my opinion of her at all because I never liked her. So what are you going to say? What are you going to say? Um, I see the good in everyone who comes into my life, and I didn't think Ashley would hurt me. That's a great reason to let someone into your life. I don't think they would hurt them. Y'all either... Eliza's going to be even more stupid when she's 40 or she's going to have a, she's going to write a great memoir about just the fall of Limehouse. Um, maybe she'll get it together. Maybe. maybe. What did you think about, let's moving on to, I, I know a lot of people kind of glossed over this and thought that it was funny, but I really kind of, look, I'm not in the business of defending Shep, but the way Chelsea went in on of like this, I have to work no matter what. And that is my uh, kind of, that is my, my personal identity and kind of, I, I didn't, wasn't here for that. Honestly, when she, she, when Chelsea was kind of shaming Shep for, I don't think people are bothered that Shep doesn't want to work. I think they're bothered that he doesn't want to do anything with his life. Um, yeah. I, I think that I, this is a whole class uh, warfare thing in South Carolina, especially the lower part of the state. There are people who are born with money and and people who and uh, who aren't born with money who come from the country and they have a similar distrust of the other that it's cultural and it goes deep it goes mm-hmm. all the way back to antebellum times and chelsea doesn't have money and that that is at the root of all of the problems that 
Chelsea has with that upper class. And I get it, uh, but it's but it all in that part of this and it's also part in excuse me, I can't speak. It's also part of culture in the South to be able to criticize people who were born to that lifestyle because they're like, they have money. What cares do they have? You know, but yeah. Shep Shep didn't choose what he was born into. No, I think it's also do you, I feel like there's a bit of because I know women that that really it's almost like for me to be on par, to be equal as a man, I have to work for myself. I think it's part of Chelsea, you know, Chelsea and Cameron both, let's be honest, they're both women, but they both really are in the boys club, like more than anybody of those women. And they both talk about how, I mean, Cameron struggled that not working was a lot of her own worth. And I think for Chelsea too, if if she's not working, I feel like she would feel like less of a woman in accepted into that club. Well, we're taught... In the well, we're taught where I was taught that you grow up and you work, and that's your identity. And Me too. if you don't, if you don't work, and you're that means you're a lazy person, which is the worst thing you can be. Ooh, that you're a deadbeat. That is that is my father's Chelsea Mart. The worst. The, he said, worst thing you can be is a fucking druggie. But the worst, worst thing you can be is a fucking deadbeat druggie. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Exhibit A in, in, in his life, y'all. And he even, my father, my brother called me crying one day. I don't know if you know this story. My brother called me crying saying, our dad's fucked up. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, I went to go visit grandma at the cemetery. And our father, because he just didn't want to bother anybody, he went ahead and put up his gravestone as well because he thought who hell knows if my kids are going to be able to afford it and so <laughs> the great the gravestone is our my brother took a picture of and it says chelsea mar chelsea ray mar and then it has his plumbing logo on the gravesite on the gravestone <laughs> and it says he worked first and played later oh <gasps> i fucking know yeah that all makes so much sense. But I feel like that's such an indicate you go woe to that because you know so many people from where we are where that they identify with that with their jobs. My um my uh grandfather's on his headstone, uh the 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 inscription was at last the great work is done. Wow. Yeah, and you know what? He worked in a fucking mill all his life. Ooh, that's hard so, work. Mill work ain't easy. <laughs> Mill work ain't hard. easy. And you're working for the you're working for the boss man. And yeah, I, uh, I'll I'll work this mill as long as I'm able. To, and I'll never see the man. I'll never see the man whose man whose name is on the label. And it's me and my machine for the rest of the morning. We can't sing because we're Skyping. For the rest of the afternoon, girl, and the rest, the rest of my life. life. Y'all, that's from a musical by James Taylor called Working. The musical isn't by James Taylor. It's by a compendium of people. But James Taylor did write that song. He did write the music. Google it. Google it. Google You'll it. enjoy it. Well, anyway, <clears throat> okay, enough about Chelsea. So... Um, let's jump into the shit show of lies that is Austin. <laughs> okay, he definitely came off the worst last night, y'all. The worst. He, oh, I can't, I, are there any, uh, come at us on the Sissy Squad if any of you are Austin fans. 
We won't we uh, won't clap back at you in a mean way. I'd be interested to hear your opinion, but I don't know no, who is. I'd be, I'd be interested to hear besides his oversized like tongue, which almost has a mind of its own. It's true. Um, I bet he gives a good uh, rim job. Mm, he doesn't know how to use it. That's he true. doesn't. That's the thing. He just kind of just nuzzles kinda... his face like a horse on your butt. <laughs> Ooh, drop up, drop up, drop up. <laughs> so, the I, I had a couple quote unquotables here. The worst is I I want a woman with a stronger sex drive. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. About Chelsea. And you know what that means. That means Madison gets freaky deaky. <laughs> My nephew is staring at me from outside of, of the deck. Because <laughs> he, I swear to God, y'all, I can't, I can't get a break anywhere. Um, he just wants to play with you so badly. He's been playing on the keyboard uh, all morning long. Oh, y'all, anyway, we got to get going. She's freak. You know, Madison is into some freaky deaky stuff. You know that she is. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was gross as well. I also thought that I thought that Austin just came off of. I mean, they're so they slept together the night before the reunion. Now they're not. They're so. I honestly feel like Austin and Madison. I'm like, do y'all even like each other, or did y'all get together and say, "Hey, let's make a really dramatic storyline." this season and just fuck with people like at this point i'm wondering that mm, that's a that's a good question i i don't feel like there's any i feel like they might be attracted to each other but i don't feel like there's any relationship there no there's nothing emotional there yeah it's all just reenacting trauma and fucking that's all that is all that it i is. kind of think right Hey, sometimes that ain't so bad. Okay. Okay. Makes for good sex, bad relationships. Bad relationships. Um, Um, Go ahead. That was was basically all I was saying is Austin was, I wrote down their relationship is terrible. Um, And then do you want to get into her with uh, Danny? Um, Yeah, let's jump into it. I mean, first of all, the fact that when we saw the behind the scenes of Craig or Shep, or I'm sorry, blah, blah, Austin talking in the bus and basically saying, well, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say that Shep told me da, da, da. And then he gets on camera and completely flip flops on what he just said when he was wearing the fucking hair clips to the producer. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, th- he completely lied. I Yeah, completely. I actually believe Shep in this scenario and I 1 million percent Mainly because Danny told me on Instagram he made it up. Some of the some of the girls think Danny might have had chlamydia, but is just not willing to admit it. Do you think she Danny's telling the truth? Uh, you know, I I don't know about this. She did bring her medical records, and That's I true. feel like if you bring your medical records somewhere, and maybe she didn't get treated, but I feel like Danny's not the kind of person. I feel like Danny would just be super hurt instead of bringing your medical records to someplace. I think so too. Uh, uh, I don't know. I but I can't stress to you guys enough. I know that getting an STD is not a big deal, uh, most places in the in the U.S. and and it shouldn't be. But for Southern women of in their like thirties, it's a huge deal. And you're trying to you're marriageable and trying to get married. It's a big deal. Well, I think Even the women, Cameron pointed that out. Yeah, I think the women try to explain that because you know Andy again. He's like us. Hey, who hasn't had one? 
I've been yeah. on antibiotics for like six months at a time. Because especially for gay guys, we were like... Andy was like, I have it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get that. And I, I appreciate that, Dan, that Andy said that, actually. But mm-hmm. again, right, he just doesn't get it because all the women went in. And like, again, for y'all, I highly recommend listening to that Kate Casey interview because in that, she talked about how people were going up to Gentry and another guy that she's yes. dating saying she has chlamydia, I heard. You might want to get tested for that. Y'all, Charleston is only a town of about 150,000. That's not very big. It's a very small town, and everybody knows everybody else. Yeah, so I, I, um, I just thought that it was... And again, what grossed me out about all of that was how the bonding of men to fuck over women to keep their elite, elite uh, privilege will trump everything. And I use that word trump because it's appropriate. Because that Austin flip-flopped on whether he said it or not. And then earlier we had Shep say, I did not say that. But then he went in to say, he just basically repeated what Austin said and said, well, you know, things could have been misconstrued. And I went, wow, you fucking are ganging up with each other. Again, it's like Danny said when she was in the alley trying to talk to Madison, when she said, None at all of this goes haywire with all of the men, all of them. And did you see Danny's face when Shep said, well, this could have been misconstrued. She was just, she just, something broke in her. She was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done. Uh, I, I really was grossed out by that. And then when Uh, Shep hugged him and their break after that, he was like, you did such a good job. And Austin was like, oh yeah, that was so tough. And I'm like, fuck you. That was tough for Danny. That wasn't tough for you. This is just you trying to sell your fucking beer. Like, I really, it's interesting. Like, I really, I don't necessarily have empathy for Shep, but if you would have asked me like two episodes ago, who is your least favorite person? And I said, Shep, for sure. And I have to say, I'm just like, if Austin went away, I would be totally fine with that. I don't even want to look at him. It's been Austin for me since this whole season. Like, he's been the worst. I think it's been cemented. I think there's a jealousy that he's not, I think he's jealous that he's not an elite. That's, and I think that where Chelsea comes to attack Austin about working, he's trying to say, well, I work too. But I think what Chelsea is actually speaking to, but doesn't even know, is that she's speaking to that Austin wants to be a part of that high society and can't accept yeah, exactly. the fact of who he is. But I don't think Chelsea even knows that. And then I think, and that's what Shep feels like, well, I have power with Austin more than even Craig because I know. Austin always wants to be in this boys club that he's never, because you will never be a part of that. He won't. If you're not born into it, you will never be it. Yeah, he's, uh, he'll be lucky to be on the second tier by marrying into it. That sounds, okay, that sounds like me being chef right now, but it's true. (laughs) No, you're just stating the way I think that it is for people. And I want to talk about just a little bit to segue from that, uh, from Shep saying something about white trash, calling Madison that. And yes, that is something, a gross thing we say in the South. It also implies that there are two different kinds of trash. There's white trash and there's black trash, which is a terrible, terrible distinction. Um, but it's also almost a self-deprecating thing that some people say. And it, it's it's all coming from the wrong place. And people, people say it who don't even think about what it means. I I've been guilty of saying it. I've said it. And kind of after this conversation today, because I, I would always say like, you know, I'll say a lot of times, oh, Jake's from the South. 
I'm from Oklahoma. It's kind of white trash. And I thought, oh, I'm not going to say that anymore because yeah, it, it 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 if you think about the implications on the other side of the statement, it it you go oh, it implies there's a different type of trash, which is there a different type a whole of trash. Other, yes, exactly. And, and what yeah. this is, that what I don't know if people from the south are realizing that there, when you were called white trash, it's basically saying you're on the same level of a slave. Yes, because it implies uh, when you say I'm trash, I am white trash, and as opposed to white non-trash, um, and it, it is. It's like saying I'm equated with black people. It's like when and, Cameron said, just say trash. Even Cameron called it out. And, <sighs> and, when, and the fact that he couldn't even, Catherine was, I forgot about that moment, but Catherine was really hurt by it. Yeah, and she almost tearfully said, it's it's really tough when you call someone trash. Um, and I want to talk about, this was a big, big deal to me, is when Shep really talked about what he thought white trash meant. And he says, it bothers me when I see someone who wasn't raised properly. And it just, a huge bulb went off in my head. And because that's, that's where all this comes from, y'all raised you have to and to be honest you if to be to be raised properly with manners doesn't matter you know they say it doesn't matter how old you are or or sorry, how how much money you have but it means for culture and manners and being polite that's crap because if it's much easier being manners and politeness are much more uh, a quality of the upper class and a lot of the middle classes try to do that so it's n about be being raised right and properly is about wealth. Exactly. It just that, is. That's what he wanted. That's what he agreed. He was saying raised properly, but he just means, he really means wealthy. That's what he yeah, means. Yeah. And, and at least are coming because people who are quote unquote raised right are more likely to have been raised by at least middle class or upper middle class because uh, he had a problem with Madison by the way she talked she had a slight she's like I'm fine with country they're good people but he still sees country people as lower than him kind of yeah. like noble savages yeah but he has a problem with rednecks who kind of <laughs> That's another uh, kind of class in 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 South Carolina, rednecks who kind of don't see themselves as lower than uh, the, who 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 don't buy into the class system. They're kind of like, I don't care who you are. That's who Madison is. She doesn't care how wealthy you are. She doesn't really see that class wise. That's why he calls her a redneck because she doesn't buy into his class system, which is why she hates him or he hates her. You just it's broke class. it down, bitch. I just did. Cha-ching. Ring, ring my bell. Bing, bing, ding, 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 ding. That was good. That was. It's all about class, y'all, with Chef. Because there are there are like four classes in South Carolina. Well, and I know it sounds weird to talk about a to talk about a class system in a in a fucking country where we where, where we don't have a monarchy, but not actually, in the deep south. No, not even not in the deep. But our whole country is built on class and race. We just don't talk yep. about it. Um, if what do you? Uh, I re I did enjoy though. Again, props to Andy Cohen where he was like, "Have you been acting like you've been raised with manners?" And again, it's like Shep can't even take ownership or even have the wherewithal because it's what you said. It, it it totally proves your point that 
Shep wants to say, well, I'm rich. I can do whatever I want. That's yep. really what that's he me. means. That's exactly what he wants to say. Yep. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Ugh. And fuck his friends in Palm Beach. What the fuck was that? When Andy schooled him on misquoting the person and Shep looked like an idiot. <laughs> that I was <laughs> like, like, what does that mean? I was like, that was a book out of Poodle Boudreaux. What does that mean? I did enjoy that. Um, I will say Shep did try near the end of the, um, of the episode to, I thought he actually did, because I think those are the only friends that Shep has. And I think if they were to go away, it would emotionally really hurt him. Well, his Palm Beach friends. Um, true. His Palm Beach friends. Whatever the fuck That's that even is. More important. Yeah. But I was t- just the people on the stage. I no. feel like he does really like those people. I think he does. I think... <laughs> But what grossed me out about it is I hated how, and I will say, I feel like like it grossed me out when Andy asked, who by a show of hands thinks it's gross that Shep brought those girls to the party? And that none of them raised their hands except for Madison and Austin. I'm like, I get that you think his relationship is a joke, but here's a perfect example that y'all are, yeah, you are, y'all are either buying into or scared to speak against this class system. And that that is okay to bully people that way, especially from Danny, honestly. I know the relationship was a joke, but that's still, that's bullying. And I think this this goes back to what I was saying about class systems, because people in the aristocratic class are just allowed to do those kind of things. And we're like, oh, they can do that because they're of a special type. They're of a special name. And just like, just like T-Rav, T-Rav has been able to get away with things for so long because he is in a protected class. And that's how and, the show ended, was like, well, Shep says a good toast and everybody laughs at it. And it's like, oh, Shep, well, we'll forgive you because you're just a good old boy. And I thought, no, I'm not. No, I, this is not where I need this show to go at all. Yeah, it, it ended really kind of darkly. I agree. So Everyone gross. was kind of like, get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. I I kind of I kind of find that this is just an interesting uh uh, just because I live in Los Angeles now, now that I have a little bit of uh, kind of perspective on Southern culture is, y'all, it's breaking down. Our our normal white Southern culture, even though it'll, part of it will still be there, people like Craig have, who have moved here don't get it. Yeah. And we're getting we're getting so much more Im- immigration uh, besides uh, besides people coming from like Latin America and Hispanic countries. We're getting so much. The South is becoming much more integrated and it won't. Don't worry. It's not going to go blue anytime soon. But places like North Carolina, places like Virginia, you know, Texas, who knows? Also, black happening. Also, black people are really starting to rise to places of power in the South as well. Besides just Atlanta. And that's the only reason why South Carolina hasn't been as crazy as North Carolina politically. Uh, the last, besides the gerrymandering that happened in North Carolina, is because the South Carolina has a solid block of uh, African American representatives in the state house. I'm telling you, uh, black women are going to save the country. Black women will save this country. Sorry, I, I said it. That. I don't think anyone's going to agree, disagree with you. Sorry, I said it. Sorry, <laughs> I, I back at you. said it. Um, um, well, that's that has been this season. Uh, it is season. It like I said, I hated this season. You seem to like it, but it was awful. You know, compared to two seasons ago. I again, 
I I liked it more at first, and then I didn't care for it because. But now I appreciate it because this is the first season of Southern Charm that's really made me think about how I operate in the world and and what I can do to be a better ally to people and a better person in the world. And I never thought that would come okay. from watching a reality show. And then I just enjoy things that create that to me. I, that said, though, it's it's like the. It's like the child has grown up now that this will never be probably just a fun. This isn't going to be like 90 day fiance where I can just turn my brain off and just enjoy it. It's always going to feel a little close to home. I disagree. That show, 90 day fiance, which we are also doing a podcast on, uh, 90 day gays. And and um, it's up on iTunes, y'all. That show I find so much more fascinating than this. I I can't turn my brain off because I'm trying to figure out what happened to these people's lives that make them do crazy shit. I, I do that as well, but it's more that's more of like an anthropological. This is in a way more Southern Charm is a way that I feel like affects me and feels closer to home and it affects people I know and affects my country. Like it just feels more, this is, I I feel like, like you were saying, I think this is a magnifier for what's happening in society right now. I see. Um, Well, with that, because my three-year-old nephew is still screaming at me. Uh, you want we'll, me to just do all the outros for you? Do you no, just... I can do them. I, you can follow me at Jake It or Fake It. And you can follow me at VMatMar2Ts2Rs. Two two Y'all, this is a big deal. The 90 Day Gaze is up. It's up on Apple Podcasts. We told people during this week's show, if we can get 100, if you, there's going to be a link in the show notes. Just click on it. It'll say, leave a review for 90 Day Gaze. If you click on that and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, honestly, y'all, even if y'all haven't listened to the show, just leave five stars because you love us and say, keep going, Queens. Keep going, Queens. If we get 100 reviews, we're going to do- We're going to sing. We're going to do sing several songs. We're going to put it on video, and it'll help us get to the Apple uh, iTunes new and noteworthy. But if we it's don't a get concert a, for y'all. It's a concert. But if we don't get 100 reviews, we're not going to fucking sing it. So listen to that show and download it. We're so excited. And that'll- We'll be doing that probably until the next Southern Charm. So it's like we've never gone away. I may never sing again if we don't get those reviews. You can also (laughs) listen to, we also will be recapping Sabrina when it comes back in October. And we'll be be doing a limited run of Riverdale. We will be stepping back from that, but we will check. (laughs) We're going to step in when they do gay shit, y'all. So um, I'm still going to watch the show, y'all, but... I can't talk about it anymore. Exactly. It's like a secret that I stuff into a drawer. Basically. So you can go to our website, Sissy That Talk, for all that information. But again, y'all, please leave a review for 90 Day Gays. We appreciate it. And as one chapter closes, another one opens. (laughs) Well, all right, Poodle. You have a good day. You have fun frolicking with your family while I sit here and edit all this and make it sound decent. I'm exhausted. Thank you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Have fun. Bye. 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 Y'all, this is Maddie. We have some breaking news. This is without Poodle because he's in South Carolina and I'm in L.A., but I just saw on Catherine's Instagram, y'all, I think she's engaged. She's wearing an engagement ring and apparently Hunter's been dropping some hints. I feel like it's official. This makes me excited for next season hopefully we'll have a new beginning for Catherine, a lot more positivity so y'all what a way to end on that be sure to go to Catherine's instagram and check it out we appreciate so much go to the cc squad follow our facebook group and we can talk about all of this just ask to be invited and we'll let you in all right bye y'all 
Well, now it's time to say goodbye to Poodle and to Matt. And they would like to thank you folks for listening to their chat. You're all invited back next week, but please, before we're through, just mosey down to iTunes and leave us a review. Poodle, you and reviews, you're shameless. That's what they call me in college. Y'all come come back back now, now, you hear? hear?